the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. We will get to Madison County Commissioner candidate Brendan Shea momentarily. Uh, first, though, a public service. Joe Biden is coming to East Palestine, Ohio on Friday. I got to give it up to the Biden administration. Uh, pretty great timing with all that's going on with the president and the special counsel's report to have a campaign that is a train wreck show up shortly after all of that becomes apparent at the site of an actual train wreck. That is a very smart political timing. If you're a citizen of East Palestine and you're listening to the Bruce Hooley Show on the app, which, by the way, you can listen on the iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com apps or at 989theanswer.com, I have a suggestion. Be respectful, although I suppose there would be those who would quibble as to whether or not this is respectful. When Joe Biden walks by on Friday, uh, yell at him, welcome to East Palestine, Mr. President. What month is it? (laughs) What year is it? I would love to see how Joe Biden would respond to that. I don't have any doubt how my next guest would respond to that. He's on top of everything. He knows what's going on. He knows the date, the time. More importantly, he knows the issues that are of paramount importance to Madison County voters. He is Brendan Shea, a candidate for Madison County Commissioner in the Republican primary coming up on March the 19th. You've heard Brendan on the show before uh, with me talking to him about his work on the State Board of Education. Brendan, I'm thrilled you're running for Madison County Commissioner and you have made Big Solar a focus of your campaign. Tell us why. Absolutely, Bruce, and thank you so much for having me. You know, this is the number one issue in Madison County. If people don't know, it's actually one of the top issues in the state of Ohio right now. We have out-of-state landowners like Bill Gates who are buying up farmland, and they have been for many years, buying up some of the the most prime farmland here in Madison County and around the state, including a property called, known as historically, the Oralton Farm, 6,000 acres of some of the the most beautiful prime farmland in the country. And Mr. Gates and Savion Energy, they have been trying to put a massive 6,000-acre industrial solar plant on this farmland. Um, And so when we're already in Madison here, the number one solar county in the state, we've lost more acres of prime farmland Uh, than any other county in the state already. We already have the number one project right now. It's called Fox Squirrel. It's 4,000 acres. And yet they they still want more. Uh, This proposal would would just add to that, would be well up over 5% of land taking out of production at that point. Um, So it's just, it's relentless. It's a push from the Biden administration. 
It's a push from liberal special interests, the climate lobby. And even though very recently the county commissioners have said, okay, we need a pause, enough is enough, there's still a push. And so that's, that pause is only going to be as good as the will to keep it in force and to fight projects that were already in the pipeline like this one. Brendan Shea, candidate for the Republican nominee for Madison County Commissioner, joining us on The Bruce Hooley Show. You can find out more about Brendan's platform, about his service to Madison County at his website, which is Shea, S-H-E-A, for, spelled out, F-O-R, Shea4Commissioner.com. Okay, so how did this happen? Did Gates do this quietly? Uh, Did he do it right out in the open. Let's tackle that particular part of this issue first. Yeah, so in 2009, this land came up for sale, and it was a company called Midwest Farms, but it's directly linked to him. I mean, he he owns it, and and no one disputes it. It's just commonly known that Bill Gates owns this land here in Madison County. So it was purchased in 2009. And in 2021, Savion Energy uh, embarked upon, you know, the, the application and the necessary uh, approvals to try to go, go forward with the project. Well, it did meet a ton of local resistance, thankfully, um, but they did get the application in just before Senate Bill 52 took effect in October 21. And Senate Bill 52 allows the commissioners to have essentially a kill switch. Going forward, they can shut down any project. They can shut down the county. It was the commissioners that first opened the county uh, seven or eight years ago to renewable energy, making Madison a renewable energy zone. But now, under the new regulation, uh, they can they can kill these projects. But Savion got this one in just before that October twenty uh, October twenty twenty one deadline, and so it's been going through that process. There's been hearings. There was a hearing in Plain City. Uh, the big hearing is at the Power Siting Board in Columbus. And the community was, by and large, extremely united in opposition. You had the three townships that are involved. Uh, they all came out in opposition. You know, Deer Creek, Monroe, Summerford Townships, they retained an attorney. Uh, thankfully, two county commissioners I listened to the people. Uh, they formally opposed the project. But there was one county commissioner uh, who's been a huge supporter of it, going so far as to testify uh, at the Power Siting Board. And that level of testimony, a key testimony from one of the top officials, I mean, you know, one of the three in Madison County, I believe, is what's kept it alive. And this has been going on now for nine months. I mean, it's out in the open. It's nothing behind closed doors. This is public information, public meetings. Uh, many members of the public did testify, but increasingly around the state, the tide is turning and the power siting board is pumping the brakes and listening to the people who are gravely concerned about going from zero to three to four to five percent of uh, agricultural land being taken out of production. And I believe that one of the things that's keeping this one alive is the support of you know, Commissioner Mark Forrest here in Madison. And so I'm very hopeful that um, the Power Siting Board is listening to the people. And while I can't say that they're, they're watching a political event like a primary election, 
uh, I fully intend, if I'm successful, my first act as the Republican nominee is to, to convey formally and urgently to the power siding board that the, the residents of Madison County have spoken. Uh, we are maxed out. They do not want this, and uh, it should be flatly rejected. So, true confession, and our guest is Brendan Shays, running for Madison County Commissioner in the Republican primary March the 19th. Uh, true confession, I went to a commissioner's uh, meeting last week, and I was told that the residents are heard but what I also later found out that, oh, yeah, we pay attention to the residents. Whatever the residents want, yeah, that's what we do. Then I found out later on that that's kind of true, but it not necessarily true because certain kind of plans are developed for land and they release like these studies that say how they're going to use the land and then a the developer buys the land. And if you go back on the quote unquote plan that's been approved, then, oh, you then you are open to. A lawsuit. So this sounds like, uh, to me, something that is far down the road. Is it too far down the road to stop? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, Bruce. I, I don't believe the answer is, yes, it's too far down the road because they haven't ruled yet. And the hope that I have is the projects that they've been denying recently, they're pointing to one of the uh, points in statute, which they're allowed to do, citing general public opposition. So there's, there's essentially eight factors that they can uh, lean on to deny these projects. And one of them is when there's overwhelming opposition from the public, they can take that into account, and that can be cited as the reason that they deny a project. If any projects in the state of Ohio right now are being denied for that reason, this one, which has overwhelming and formal opposition other than the one county commissioner, and this project, which would be the biggest in the state, when Madison already has the biggest currently operational solar, uh, solar farm in the state, uh, this, it's a no-brainer. I mean, this, it should be a slam dunk. And, and I believe that uh, when I'm elected, I, I think that'll help. I mean, I, I can't promise. I can't say that. But I serve on a board at, at the state level. And, uh, you know, when a board is functioning as it should, it is listening to the people. Um, and, and I hope that the, the folks at the Power Siding Board are doing just that. Brendan Shea, yeah, Matt, uh, Brendan served before with distinction on the State Board of Education. As I said, he helped fight against the expansion of Title IX to include men playing women's sports. He serves on the Madison County Central Committee. He's a public servant. He owns his own business. He's lived in Madison County a long time. It's his home. Uh, I believe it's his uh, heart to fight for what citizens in Madison County want, and I think from his comments and what I hear from landowners is that this is definitely not something they want. Bill Gates coming in and opening up a big solar farm. Brendan Shea, uh, website Shea, S-H-E-A-4, the letters F-O-R, Shea4Commissioner.com. Brendan, thanks so much for coming on the air, and please keep us informed of uh, progress or hopefully regress on this issue. Absolutely, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you back. We're praying for you. All the best. Thank you so much. Brendan Shea. Check him out, Shea4Commissioner.com. Today in Crazy is next. Ah, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, even though we've only been doing it for two days. But I know my audience, and I know they're going to love the continuation of Today in Crazy, because... There's always a plethora of headlines where you go, well, that's crazy. Sure it is. So why not spend an entire segment 
every day on what's crazy today. Uh, here's a headline. Saw this on my way into work. We have a little uh, monitor in the in the basement by the elevators that puts the headline on a ticker, the headlines of the day on a ticker down below. And the headline on this story was Republicans work to recruit female and minority candidates, even as they criticize diversity programs. Republicans work to recruit female and minority candidates, even as they criticize diversity programs. Now, this comes from the Associated Press, the primary news service out there. And they're not wrong. The George Santos replacement election tonight in New York, today in New York, the Republican candidate is a person named Mazai Pilip, an Ethiopian immigrant minority, former Israeli paratrooper and mother of seven woman minority again. So they're not wrong. Republicans are recruiting minority candidates in order to broaden their base, or I should say take advantage of their broadening base. Here are some others. Uh, George Logan came to the U.S. from Guatemala running for a seat in Connecticut. Kevin Lincoln, an African-American and Hispanic mayor in Stockton, California. He's a candidate. Uh, for the U.S. House. Maya Flores, who you heard about before. She Remember, she won on the Texas border. Uh, Mexican woman. Then they changed her district, and she lost. Because, you know, not because she wasn't good, but she lost. So let's get back to the headline, okay? Republicans work to recruit female and minority candidates even as they criticize diversity programs. Yes, we criticize diversity programs, and we're trying to get rid of diversity programs. And we've been successful in, I think, 17 states getting rid of DEI. We want DEI to D-I-E. Is this an underhanded tactic by Republicans to, on one hand, rail against and campaign against and work against DEI programs while recruiting female and minority candidates? Well, if you have half a brain, you will understand the distinction. Diversity, equity, and inclusion programs reward jobs Solely because of a person's race, ethnicity, or sex. Characteristics they cannot change. I don't know. I'm not on the re- I'm not on the candidate vetting list, but I'm betting that if Republicans are gonna run a candidate, they're gonna run a candidate who can win. And if they have a white male which is the worst candidate you can possibly have, of course, who can win. Or you have a minority candidate who has no chance. I'm guessing, just guessing, that on merit, merit being not their immutable characteristics, but the merit being their ability to win, to appeal to voters, that is the candidate the Republican Party would back. So, I know it's hard for you Democrats to grasp nuance or even glaringly obvious truths. Like a man can't become a woman and a woman can't become a man. But it is not inconsistent to work against DEI programs while trying to broaden the base of your party and pick the best, there's a word you don't dare say, in a DEI meeting, pick the best candidate they can pick. Now, Uh, I have another story for today in crazy. It is a column from the Chicago Tribune. 
And the column is written by a woman named Shakia Taylor. Shakia Taylor is the, according to the Tribune's website, deputy senior content editor ooh, at the Chicago Tribune, whose work focuses, can you guess, on the intersection of sports and culture. Oh, boy, this will be good. So her latest column is about Iowa super women's basketball player Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark is a, is the most amazing women's basketball player I've seen since Cheryl uh, Miller. And Caitlin Clark has a different kind of game, but Cheryl Miller was amazing. Caitlin Clark is amazing in their own respective way. And the story is about, oh, when Caitlin Clark comes to town, the place sells out. Everybody loves it. Uh, Value City Arena this year was totally sold out for Caitlin Clark. It was uh, sold out at Nebraska. They were on national TV, prime afternoon tip-off time Saturday at Nebraska. Caitlin Clark's a phenomenon. She's going to break the NCAA women's scoring record uh, Thursday night against Michigan, and she's the only women's basketball player ever with more than 3,000 points and 1,000 assists. Her passing, to me, is the most amazing thing about her. Watch her play, and her passing is uncanny. So the thrust of this story is that Caitlin Clark, who has another year of eligibility if she wants to take it, and I think she probably should take it because she'll make more money at Iowa than she will in the WNBA. Oh, wait a minute. I just offended Shakia Taylor, who writes a column saying that she's going to correct the, and I quote, oft-repeated idea that Caitlin Clark will take a, quote, pay cut to play in the WNBA. Now, she will take a pay cut to play in the WNBA because she will make more at Iowa because it's a local community, it's a national like fan, fan following. She goes to the WNBA. Like, How many franchises can you name in the WNBA? Like, I can name, like, four. Nobody goes to the games. The reason nobody goes to the games is because the perception, I don't know if it's a perception or reality, my guess is more reality than perception, but it's a guess, is that the WNBA is played by or followed by mostly lesbians. Just telling the truth, that's the perception. And people don't go to games, and the fan following is not nearly as ardent as it is for the Iowa Hawkeyes. So she'll make more off her endorsement ability. She does a national State Farm commercial. Like, she's got bank. I don't know what she makes. She probably makes over close to like a million a year, I'm guessing. But she's not going to take a pay cut to go to the WNBA, according to Shakia Taylor, because, you ready for the logic? Caitlin Clark doesn't draw a salary as a Iowa Hawkeye, because that would be against NCAA rules. She can make money off her name, image, and likeness as a marketing entity. But even though, and this this woman argues, this Shakia Taylor argues that, yes, she'll make less money, but she will not take a pay cut. Now, to me, if they came in here today and said, hey, we're going to cut your salary, but you're going to make more money, would I care? No, I wouldn't care. If they came in and said, we're going to give you a salary increase, but we're not going to give you any endorsement income, and your income is going to go down. Would I feel good? Hey, hey, hun, I got a salary increase today. These idiots. And this was all done to prop up the WNBA because, of course, we have to prop up the WNBA. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.